Hey everybody and welcome to the latest edition of Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 8. I'm your host Stephen Westway. Good to be back here on a Tuesday afternoon. Sorry about the delay for the uh, last few weeks' episodes. They've been coming out on Wednesday night and Thursday morning. I'm back on schedule this week. The team lists are about to drop. I'm just waiting for them. Uh, and obviously there's a lot of changes uh, to come, especially in sides like the South Sydney Rabbitohs who are uh, got injury problems everywhere and the Central Georgia Dragons really going to have to Search deep into their development system system to find replacements for Cody Ramsey and Zach Lomax, who both were injured on the weekend. Before we get to it, though, please remember to like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. Thank you guys for the support so far this season and last season. We're in up over 500 likes on the Facebook page, so let's continue the march to 1,000. I appreciate all the support, so thank you very much uh, for everything you guys to, to help me continue and to grow this podcast. Before we get into the footy tips, let me just address the elephant in the room quickly, and that is uh, the fact that when you look at this competition, eight rounds have, have gone by now, pretty much a third of the way through the competition. Each team's played eight matches. The divide between the good teams and the bad teams are significant. And all you have to do is look at uh, the the really good teams this year that have performed so well, and that's you know the undefeated Penrith, of course, Parramatta, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and teams like the Roosters and the Storm, uh, to know that they are just far away better than any other team in this competition. And it's crazy to put the Roosters in that list despite all the injuries they've had so far this season, but they just keep keep uh, moving forward and, and putting in great work and great performances. And you can just tell that... That system at the Roosters and the players that come through just want it more than other teams at the moment. So um, congratulations to the Roosters there. But back to my original point, you can see the divide in the competition is just growing even further. I mean, all you have to do is look at uh, when you go down past those five teams, you look at teams like the Dragons. Uh, Now, credit to the Dragons. They've won four games. They've lost four games. But they're a team that's really been struggling as of late. They're not playing great football. For them to be sixth, and if the finals started tomorrow... The Dragons in sixth spot. I couldn't see them beating any of the top five teams at all um, on any given day. So it just shows you the divide. And then, you know, the, the Dragons and the Warriors, their four wins, four losses, not playing great football, but, you know, they've won as many games as they lost. In eighth place, you've got the Titans with, you know, three wins and five losses. And it was an awful performance against the Broncos after the first 15 minutes last Friday night. We'll get to that a little bit later. But teams like... The Titans and the Raiders and and Newcastle, they just aren't playing good enough football to be taken seriously in a finals stage, um, at this stage of the competition anyway. So uh, it's just, it's a huge divide this year. You can really see the teams that are going to be there near grand final teams uh, day, and you can just see uh, teams that are just going to, you know, kind of make up their numbers in the top eight. And that's a shame because when it comes to the final series, we don't want such a one-sided affair that everybody knows the results before they happen in most of the games. So... Um, let's hope it improves. Let's hope the competition gets closer for the rest of 2021. And, you know, like, at the moment, Melbourne on 12 points. They're in fifth place at the moment. Um, a couple four and against points behind the Roosters. And then the Dragons at six on eight points. So there's a huge divide. They're already four points between fifth and sixth. So um, while the top four uh, and top five teams are pretty much secure, there's a real battle for those remaining spots in the top eight. And I just hope that whoever gets there by the end of the season can hit some form especially during this origin period. A couple of the teams that are struggling can really find their stride and maybe verse some 
opponents that they usually wouldn't have a chance against, like you know Melbourne or the Roosters, have had a lot of their players um, and and come away with some victories and start building some confidence to the finals. Um, and they're not just going to be in the top eight to make up the numbers. So let's hope that improves throughout the course of the year. All right, guys, let's get into it. Round nine, my footy tips coming up next. All right, my round nine tips are about to come. But if you guys haven't, please remember to check out What Have We Been Watching Movie Podcast. It's my other movie podcast that I run with my good friend, Noletta. Each fortnight, we deep dive into the world of movies and then rank them, depending on what we're talking about, depending on the topic. A couple weeks ago, we finished our ranking every Disney animated movie of all time. This week, we just talked about uh, the Oscars and reviewed them. And there's in a couple of days, there's a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier spoiler review coming out for that TV show that just finished airing on Disney+. Plus. I know that sometimes movies don't translate to rugby league and vice versa. If you're into one thing, you might not be into the other. But please, even if you're not going to listen to it, go over to the Facebook page, like What Have We Been Watching Movie Podcast. I'll promote it on the Facebook page for Steve's NRL Footy Tips. But I'd appreciate all the support as I start to grow uh, my podcast network and uh, try to make this second one as successful as Steve's NRL Footy Tips have been. All right, we're going to get into the round nine action. And I realized as I started recording this show, I think I was distracted by the team list coming out, but I accidentally started the show saying, welcome to Steve's NRL Free Tips for round eight. It is round nine. It's just crazy how quick the year's going. So apologies there. It is definitely round nine. You are listening to the round nine podcast. Now let's get to the round nine tips. And uh, it all kicks off on Thursday night from Stadium Australia where the injury-ravaged South Sydney Rabbitohs host the Melbourne Storm and what was set to be this massive blockbuster it was going to be a huge game. South's flying at the moment, winning seven in a row. The Storm really bounced back from a couple of losses earlier in the season. I think they're five in a row now as well. It was all shaping to be a classic rematch um, after the round one win by Melbourne. I believe it's 26-16 to 16 down there in Melbourne to kick off the season. This Thursday night was going to be a rematch there, but... Uh, last week, YCR Sydney got the win there, um, and in a game that they didn't play great in against Canberra, they really paid the price. A lot of key injuries, a lot of key men out this week, and unfortunately, South Sydney head into this game as uh, overwhelming outsiders. The Storm very heavily backed by everybody heading into this, and the team list have just, just dropped. Let's look into the changes. Adam Reynolds is out this week. It was rumored that he had a broken thumb and could miss up to four to six weeks. He has avoided surgery, so it's not a major injury at this current time. He will be back next week or the week after based on the uh, most recent reports, but he will be missing this week. Cam Murray, also a serious injury. He's out for four to six weeks. Campbell Graham, kind of the same case situation. He's out for a couple of months as well. And Jackson Paulo's injured as well, all from last week. So they've had to really... Go to the lower grades, get some troops there. Of course, they're still missing guys like Josh Mansour, who's out as well. Um, so the outside backs are looking very, very thin. They brought in Stephen Masters to play his first game of the year on the wing. He's going to partner Dane Gay guy, who's pretty much the only remaining uh, member of that lineup. Alex Johnson's gone back into fullback. Cody Walker and Benji Marshall are the new halves. And on the other side, in those outside backs, Braden Burns. Um, plays his first game of the year alongside Tane Milne, who also plays his first game of the year. So a lot of inexperienced players out there for South. They've all played NRL before, so they've done the job before. But versing this Melbourne Storm team, we know that Craig Bellamy is uh, a master 
of picking out the weaknesses. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. And Jai Arrow uh, takes Cam Murray's spot at lock, which, you know, Cam Murray's a great player, but having an origin caliber lock there as a backup in Jai Arrow um, isn't a bad replacement. So, um, yeah, they're short some troops this week, South Sydney. And as I said, Craig Bellamy is the master coach. The Storm have been flying lately. They didn't have a great first half against Cronulla. Last Friday night, they were actually losing that game, I believe, 8-6, or maybe it was 8 all. Uh, but they stormed home in the second half, um, scored a lot of points quickly, ended up winning that one 40-8, got some confidence. Um, they're still missing Ryan Paberhausen. He has not been named in the 21 at all, so he's going to sit this week out. George Jennings and Nelson Asofa Solomona, however, are back into the lineup this week. And it was interesting, the Storm started Harry Grant for the first time this year last week. Brennan Smith went back to lock uh, and played in the middle of the field, and he's been named there again over Nelson Asofa Solomona. I'm assuming uh, NAS will come off the bench and provide some big, big, big impact for them in limited minutes um, and really try to... Uh, Try to capitalise on some tired South Sydney forwards. So it's going to be an interesting match for sure. As I said, I probably, personally, I know that the Rabbitohs have never won in Melbourne. And I've gone through that record multiple times on the show. Um, but in Sydney, they've got a, a similar record of, of losing to them. But they have managed to get a couple wins um, of recent years. I believe 2019 was the last one. Damien Cook scoring a great try in that match. Um, so it's actually leading the way of South before all these team uh, list came out, but it's hard to bet against a Melbourne team that while they still have Powerhouse and out, Nico Hines is doing an outstanding job, and Jerome Hughes and Harry Green have just been leading the show spectacularly. And when you got a guy like Cameron Munster that I don't think's in form at the moment, he's I know he's the you know the, the Australian five eight, and he's a great player. I don't think twenty twenty one's been a particular f- fantastic year for him. When he's out of form and Melbourne is still flying. Um, Man, the possibilities are, are endless with this Storm set team, and I'm starting to believe there's a chance that if anyone can beat Penrith and um, and upset them in this competition, apart from South Sydney at full strength, it might be the Melbourne Storm. They're still going to be there near the end of the year, and um, you never know, they could go back-to-back. So um, I'm tipping Melbourne in this game. As I said, I think that Bellamy just knows how to expose weaknesses, and CFs have just got too much inexperience um, in the side this week. Uh, and when, when it's not inexperienced, maybe just inexperienced playing regular first grade. Benji Marshall and Cody Walker, really, you just need a player there to control the ship, but they're both dynamic players. They both can break games open with their running game and, and the skill that they have, but one of them needs to be the general. One of them needs to be a, a figure like Adam Reynolds and control the team around and be that key playmaker and have a great kicking game. And maybe Damien Cook can help out in that regards. But I just feel like they don't have the organization there at the moment to uh, to ice this game in if they were to get in front. And uh, that Bellamy will expose those players' weaknesses, which, by the way, shows you that Adam Reynolds... Uh, CF should already dealt with that situation. He should already be re-signed because he is a man that just controls the team so well. If he goes to Cronulla, it'll be a fantastic signing for them. But hopefully CF can swoop in the last minute and get that deal done because Reynolds Jr. at CF Sydney has played his whole career at CF Sydney. He won a premiership with CF. Their captain played over 200 games for them about to potentially overtake their Eric Sims as the Rabbitohs' highest point scorer of all time. Um, and he's going to have a real trouble signing that that uh, contract there at Cronulla. So surely Seahawks can swoop in the last minute and get something together. I know they've said that they're not going to, but come on, this is Adam Reynolds talking about, and he deserves um, to be treated a little bit better than this. So I've got Melbourne in this game uh, by 12. 
I think Seahawks can keep it close for most of the game, despite the inexperience. They're flying high at the moment with confidence, but at near the end of the day, when push comes to shove, Seahawks just don't have the experience in that uh, starting 13 uh, to ice this game, unfortunately. So the storm by 12 uh, for me. All right, the round continues on Friday Night Football, and the 6 o'clock game will feature the undefeated Penrith Panthers uh, back at home at Blue Bet Stadium against the Cronulla Sharks. This is really a tale of two teams that are in completely different form lines. Penrith, absolutely on fire. They don't look like they've got a weakness still after eight rounds. They're traveling fantastic. Um, I was talking to my dad earlier this week, and he actually thinks that Penrith could be the first team in the NRL era to go undefeated for our season. It's a huge call, especially with Origin coming up, but they are absolutely flying at the moment. And, um, you know, I, I've said it on the podcast, I think that all eyes really were to round 11 when Penrith went up against South Sydney because they were traveling so strong, but now they've got injuries. It'll be interesting to see how round 11 go. This week, however, they're versing a Cronulla Sharks team that's uh, it's been a rough season so far. They've only got two wins, including a loss to the Bulldogs a fortnight ago. They were in the game against Melbourne in the first half before dropping away, and the commitment to the defense just wasn't there, and Melbourne ran away big winners. They just don't seem to have the passion or the desire, and I'm sure the players will, will say that I'm wrong here, but they just don't seem like they've got that that yakker, that yakker in them, that hard yakker, the, the desire to get things done um, when put under pressure without John Morris there. They've got an interim coach, Josh Henney. They know that he won't be in that position next year. He might not even be at the club next year. Craig Fitzgibbon heading in next year. And um, honestly, I'm starting to think, and before the season, I had him pretty low on the ladder. I think I had him 14th. But um, I just think that this season um, is is shaping up to be a, uh, a write-off as they prepare for next year. We don't know if Johnson will be there next year. And... Um, him and Townsend haven't exactly fired together since Johnson came back into the team. Uh, Will Chambers had an unspectacular debut um, against his old club last week. And I know that some of these forwards, Brennan UL is a huge loss, um, but I know some of these forwards are trying hard out there, like Rudolph and uh, and Braley and Tolman's been good since he signed for me, even some of these young guys like Teague Wilson. But, I mean, they can build towards better seasons to come, but I think that this could be the defining game of Cronulla's season in terms of... Um, if they don't really get into a grind, Penrith could make this very ugly very quickly. And we all know the talent this Penrith side has. They don't have a weakness. Jerome Luai, absolutely outstanding. You could always argue he's outplaying Nathan Cleary this year. And Nathan Cleary's been fantastic. Um, they've got, you know, I say it every week, but they've got damaging ball runners everywhere across the field. And Dylan Edwards and Appy Corsi in the last couple of weeks have really returned and um, helped elevate this Penrith team to a whole nother level. I mean, you look at last Saturday and they... Mainly were in that game against them, but Penrith's just too much class and too much um, star power. Um, they just do the one percenters fantastically, and um, I don't see them losing a match for a long time. I've got Penrith in this game by 30. I think that we'll see a similar result to last week for Cronulla, and that's, you know, they might be able to uh, grind out the first half an hour, but after that point, uh, Penrith are just going to run away with it, unfortunately. All right, moving on to the second game of Friday Night Football now. And that second game is shaping up to be an absolute blockbuster when the Parramatta Eels host the Sydney Roosters from Bankwest Stadium on Friday night at 7.55pm. Not Nowhere better to play NRL at the moment than Bankwest. It's a fantastic stadium and the Eels are absolutely rolling at the moment. They've still only lost one game. Um, it was against the Dragons a while back, but... Uh, they're steady this year. It was a good performance against the Bulldogs. Of course, the Bulldogs, you know, 
They'll try hard. They just don't have the talent to mix it uh, with some of the best teams here in the NRL. And uh, this just shows, again, the divide in the competition. They're facing a bigger challenge this week, Parramatta, despite the fact that they're flying, hurting a, uh, versus a Sydney Roosters team that uh, got the job done pretty convincingly against a very disappointing Newcastle side last week. Uh, again, they're not playing spectacular, but Sam Walker, let's give it all the credit in the world to him. Absolutely outstanding season so far. He's a shoo-in for Rookie of the Year. One try and five try assists last weekend. Three or four games into your NRL career, who can predict that Sam Walker would be playing into this kind of level? He's already one of the elite halfbacks in the game if we're going off this season. It's outstanding to see. Hopefully he can keep it up. Um, and Queensland could definitely use him um, even this year in State of Origin potentially as a, a number 14, a utility there for him. So uh, all credit uh, where it is deserved to see him Walker really carrying the Roosters at the moment, trying his best to uh, to help them manage this injury crisis. And speaking of injury crisis, let's uh, take a moment to uh, acknowledge and uh, send best wishes out to Lindsay Collins, who suffered an ACL injury um, in the dying uh, moments of the match last Saturday. And then a couple minutes later, um, another ACL injury to Brett Morris at 34 years old. He was the best winger in the NRL still playing some outstanding football. He's one of the absolute legends of the NRL era. In my opinion, he is the best winger to ever represent New South Wales. And I know that's a big statement. That's what I believe. He Two premierships, one with the Dragons in 2010 and then one with the Roosters in 2019. Um, a great career. It sucks that it could end on this note, and it probably will end on this note, but um, he'll always be remembered. Fourth on the all-time try-scoring list after 113 years of rugby league history here in Australia. It's absolutely outstanding, and um, it was a shame watching those scenes on Saturday night and seeing him embrace his brother in the sheds after. Very, very sad, but uh, I hear both Josh and Brett are thinking about you know starting uh, up as coaches after their career ends, and pursuing a career in coaching in rugby league. So uh, best of luck to Brett and best of luck to Josh for the rest of the year. And Collins, he'll be back bigger and better than ever next season for sure. But getting back to this matchup, uh, the Eels versus the Roosters, if the Roosters had all their stars, it would be a uh, even bigger blockbuster. But they do welcome back um, a few key names this week. Tedesco is back to help him out. Um, they named Mac Ikevau on the wing. Um, because Manu's gone back to the centres to replace Morris, and Ikevanu's taken that vacant wing spot. Uh, Fells is out, but uh, Marshak takes back that hooking spot. Takiyaho is fully fit this week, so he's back into the starting team. And um, in the uh, in the reserves at number 20, you've got Lachlan Lamb, jersey 20, so he's preparing for a return. And Joseph Suwali's still in the 21 jersey. Um, he was 18th man last week, so he's edging closer to his debut for sure. Uh, this game is going to be still a blockbuster. It's a great Friday night game. You've got to be leaning the way of Parramatta just because everything the Roosters have had to endure so far this year. And you just got to wonder, when do the wheels start to fall off? I mean, there's a significant portion of their salary cap out of action. But yet, I still look at this NRL uh, side that they put together this week, and it's still very much a very good Football team, and that just shows you the recruitment there at uh, the Roosters. I mean, we all know that, you know, we can all speculate, and I've done it myself, about the Roosters' salary cap situation, but credit where it's due. A lot of these young guys have come to the side and are uh, playing fantastic. They might not have played their juniors at the Roosters, but they're, uh, they're playing really well. 
But I think that at some point, they've got to show signs of weakness. And this Eel side is just playing so good at the moment. That's hard to tip against them. Nathan Brown somehow has been named to play this week after initial fears where he did his ACL. It was a hip injury. And um, I'm sure that he's in doubt this week. But to be named in the 17 is absolutely astonishing. And uh, they're just basically injury-free at the moment. Uh, the or, or any no major injuries anyway. They're basically injury-free. Parramatta at the moment, they're flying. Gufson's playing some great football. Moses is looking the most confident he has in the NRL level. And I just love the service of Reed Mahoney at a dummy half at the moment. He's been a difference maker with his defense. And he exposes his uh, opponent's weaknesses by sending those forwards, barraging down, uh, charging down the field and uh, laying a platform for them to do that. So uh, it's hard to tip against Parramatta. I'm going to go t- Parramatta by 10 in this game, uh, but I think that it's going to be highly entertaining. I just don't know if the Roosters have got the points to match Parramatta's, but they do have a very good defense. So I think it could take a while for the Eels to crack through, but the Eels should get the job done in the end in this Friday night encounter. All right, we're up to my favorite time of the week now, Super Saturday, and this is really where we start flying through the rest of these matches in round nine. I failed to mention at the start of the show, I got six out of eight last week. I've, the footy tip results I haven't really been mentioning, um, not because I'm ashamed of them, I've just been forgetting. So six out of eight, um, didn't tip the Dragons to beat the Tigers, and uh, the Broncos defeating the Titans. I said I wanted to tip them, but asked to tip them against Parramatta. I couldn't do that two weeks in a row. So, um, yeah, currently, uh, currently got six that week, still without a perfect round this season. And uh, we'll see how we go for the rest of the year. Overall for the season, I've got 43 tips after the first eight rounds of the competition. So not too bad, but not exactly where I want to be um, after eight weeks. All right, let's get into the Super Saturday action now. And it all kicks off on Saturday afternoon when the Canberra Raiders host the Newcastle Knights from McDonald's, Joe, uh, Mc, no, just McDonald's Park. I got confused for a minute. In Wagga Wagga, of all places, this is a country match. I did not know that um, until I just saw it just then. I did. I thought it might have been at Canberra, but that's not the case. Um, both teams are a little bit injury-ravaged. Still, Caleb Aitkins has been doing a great job uh, at fullback for Canberra, and it was a really good performance, uh, despite the fact they lost George Williams um, in the halves before the start of the game. They, they showed some good fight in the first half, Canberra, but CF's just... Um, out infused him in the second half and got home on the back of some star power. Jack Whiten got two tries disallowed for him as well. Um, obviously, they're not playing very well at the moment. They're in a bit of a crisis in terms of getting wins, and they need this one desperately. Both teams do. It's a do-or-die match for Canberra and the Knights. The Raiders will welcome back George Williams this week to the fold. Soliola's out, but uh, Dominus Luai's back. Papali back starting, which is a huge in. And uh, Sam Williams finds himself... Uh, in the 18th spot. Ryan James actually in the 19th spot after only playing 15 minutes last week. That's very interesting. But they've just got a well for forwards there, Canberra. So they've just, I think, are just trying to figure out a way to manage it more and give them enough minutes. I know that uh, Joseph Tarpanay's wife wasn't too happy with Ricky Stewart over the weekend, over the forward rotation. But I'm sure they'll, you know, fix that this week. And uh, the Raiders, as I said, they desperately need a win, but their opponents, the Knights, uh, might need one even more at the moment. They are really struggling, and they had it all to gain last week against the Roosters last Saturday night. They should have came out, put a great performance. They did not do that at all. It was extremely disappointing. Um, they lost Blake Green to a rib injury, so Phoenix Crossland gets his chance to start in the NRL. He'll be the starting halfback this week, and they've still got a few outs. Um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon still in the 21. He's in the 18th jer- 18 man jersey, but he's not re- right for the uh, NRL. And I don't know why Tex Hoy, I know that he got injured, but you'd think he would try to force his way back into his lineup. But Adam O'Brien said it the best when he described Newcastle so far this year. And 
Um, you know, it's kind of like Ricky Stewart a few weeks ago that, uh, you know, happy put on an NRL jersey, but they're not a team that's going to be in there for the fight. And uh, he's, he compared them to the Roosters lineup, they're versing, and it uh, doesn't matter who the Roosters put in, they just lift up, lift and perform every week. And uh, maybe it's because Newcastle don't know what success is like, but uh, they need to find it uh, and find it fast. So um, big words by Adam O'Brien. He's going to have to try to have his troops fight up because they're versing a Canberra team that's nowhere near full strength still. And... Um, and it's definitely an opportunity where they could win some games, uh, win a game or two here, especially during Origin time. So um, a big, big match for both teams. I just feel like Canberra, um, even without all these stars out, have the firepower to go on with this. Um, you know, they've got to get some confidence. They're a better team than what we've seen this year, Canberra. And I don't know if I can say that again about the Knights because there's a lot of players there that just earn their paycheck. Even guys like Clemmer and Frizzell have had decent seasons, but not what we expect from from players of that caliber and Caelan Ponga can't do it all by himself and Brabham Best uh, as well who's just been really not helped by the rest of his team at the moment um, but uh, we'll see how they go this week uh, I've got the Canberra Raiders though by six points I think it's going to be a tight match but the Raiders will get over the top of them near the end which brings us to our 5.30 Super Saturday game, and it all kicks off from Campbelltown Sports Stadium when the West Tigers first see Gold Coast Titans. The Tigers, they got a win on the board, got some much-needed confidence, their second win of the year against the Dragons down there at Wynn Stadium. Um, and really, this, the story in that game, despite the low quality of football in Canberra, and the Tigers, sorry, did not play good. Don't mistake yourselves. The Dragons were awful. The Tigers were much better. They got the win, but... Uh, a new cult heroes entered the NRL in the form of uh, a young winger called Zach Sini, and he's got the mullet going, he's got the red hair going, and he's looking like he could be the new cult hero at the club only after one performance. It was great to see him go over and the fans uh, that showed up, all, the, all his friends supporting him and, and going crazy when he saw that try right in front of him. So um, that was a great moment for his young career. That's a feel-good story in the NRL, and hopefully he can continue his season. Um, they're versing a Titan side that has just signed Essen Masters, and he's been today they signed him, and he's straight into the 21 in the 21 jersey. He could even play this weekend. Um, Corey Thompson, of course, getting injured. Big Tino's back for him as well this week. Um, but really, uh, that game against the Broncos on Friday night was tough to watch. I thought it was going to be 70 nil after the first 10, 10 minutes. The Titans were flying, um, but then their commitment and defence has just been awful. They've considered. Uh, 112 points, I believe it is, in the past three weeks. Um, compound, uh, mainly, they, they considered a lot in that game. The Rabbitohs, they considered 40, and most of them in the second half. And then after leading 22-0 after 10 to 15 minutes of action, um, they end up really not... They scored one more try for the rest of the game, and the Broncos ran home, and that is not good enough in our all level, especially... With the hype the Titans had around them this year, they had the documentary around them. Um, everybody expected that the, this was the year they were going to break into the finals. And I said in my season preview, it could take a couple of months for them to gel. But at the moment, they're looking worse than they were before the start of the season. They're really struggling. The Broncos did such a smart thing when they targeted Fafita with their forwards early in that game last week. Tied Fafita out. He only had four runs in the first half for 42 minutes, uh, for 42 meters. They need more from him this week, and uh, their halves really need to be a lot better. Ashtail was awful last Friday night. Brimson still not being able to get enough quality ball to get involved in the action, but that all comes on the back where your forwards lay on the platform, and they did early, but then when the Broncos showed some resilience, the Titans couldn't tackle their way out of the paper bag at the moment. It's just awful. No commitment in defense, and for a coach like Justin Holbrook, who's known for his defense, um, it's got to be very disappointing for him to see, and I rate him as a coach, but 
the Titans, you've got to show something this week. You're versing the Tigers game in a match that's very winnable. They're down on confidence. I know they got a win last week, but they're having an awful season. Surely you've got to come out with a better effort than that. But I look at this game on paper, this 5.30 game, and uh, I start snoring because it's not going to be a good game. It's not going to be a good quality match. One of these teams could end up flogging the other. I don't know which way it's going to go. I'm just thinking about it now. Um, I, I had the Titans at six, but... Uh, to start the year, had them in sixth spot, but they need to show something this week badly. Three wins, five losses. They don't want to go to three and six, especially in a match against a team like the Tigers. So uh, in saying that, I'm actually going to tip the, Titan, the Tigers. I'm going to tip them by four points. I think an upset could be on the table here, and I think that the Titans could go into a crisis mode if they don't win this game, but I think the Tigers... Got some much-needed confidence in a down affair last week, and I think they're going to be looking uh, to build on that at Campbelltown. You never know what you're going to get with the Tigers, but I expect um, them to improve because Michael Maguire's job's on the line there. A lot of their players' future is on the line, and I just think they want it more than the Titans at the moment. So the Tigers by four for me. All right, so the final game of Super Saturday will take place from 7.35 p.m. at Queensland Country Bank Stadium when the North Queensland Cowboys host the Brisbane Broncos both the Queensland teams are in the local derby. Uh, the rivalries there for sure after the 2015 Grand Final, and they've had some classic encounters over the years. Both teams have been struggling over the last couple of years, however. The Broncos got a win on the board last week against the Gold Coast Titans. It wasn't a pretty one, but they got the job done. Um, they really showed some something there, and all the Broncos fans could be proud of their performance after that first 15 minutes because they showed some heart and some fight to get back into the game, and I was really impressed by the young halfback in Tyson Gamble. Great performance there. Jermaine Osako was electric from fullback. Let's hope he can keep that form going. And uh, their big forwards, guys like Carrigan and Huss, and in particular Tavita Pengai Jr. with that offload game, really uh, troubled the Gold Coast Titans defense there, um, which was abysmal, but the Broncos managed to take full advantage of it. The Cowboys, they didn't get the job done against the Warriors last weekend. And this week... Uh, Justin O'Neill and Ben Hampton are out of the side. Jay Clifford's back in the half spot. And David Bowen plays his first game of NRL in quite some time. I think it's been about a year since we last saw him in action. Um, so it's the local derby. You know both teams are going to be up for this. The Cowboys under Todd Payton, I've been saying it all year. I don't rate them as a football side. I don't think they've got the talent in the roster to be competitive. And they kind of proved that point again last week. I know they've won three games at eight, but... I just don't think uh, they're traveling that well. And the Broncos are just building on confidence um, in these games where they show up. And then there's other weeks where, you know, they're not even there at all. So I heard that the Broncos had a real uh, bad training session on Tuesday afternoon here. And uh, Kevin Walters uh, was not happy and gave him a big spray to get ready for this match. So uh, Todd Payton's definitely going to win, win uh, get the win for his boys there. And... Um, so is Kevin Walters, that's for sure. So whoever wins this game, you, you kind of got to say, well, at the moment, they're out of wooden spoon contention, um, even though the Cowboys got one win more than the Broncos. But the Broncos can go, go free from nine, considering some of the performances we've seen so far from them this season. It would be an achievement for the Broncos to win three out of their first nine games, in my opinion, especially the roster they've got. But I'm liking the combination of Milford and Gamble. They haven't changed anything this week, and I'm going to tip the Broncos to go back-to-back in this matchup. I've got the Broncos uh, by, dare I say it, 14 points.
All right, and that leads us all to Sunday afternoon football, and all kicks off this week from 2 p.m. when the Manly Seagulls host the New Zealand Warriors at Lotto Lane up there in Brookvale. And what an occasion it's going to be. Despite all the injuries and all the setbacks in his career, Tom Trojevic is set to play his 100th game in first grade in the National Rugby League, and um, it's going to be a big, big occasion. They do have a forced couple of changes. Josh Alloway and Martin Tapia both out, I think, Tapia might have been suspended, and uh, Alloway might have been hurt, but can't. Uh, might have to check that because I don't know for sure. Um, they've got a couple of uh, you know decent replacements there um, in form of uh, a couple of big guys on the bench in Sadler and and Moses Suli gets his uh, reprise back there in the bench. Um, the Warriors, on the other hand, Ben Murdoch, Missilla, and Sean O'Sullivan are out. Um, they're keeping Reese Walsh in at five eight for another week, and um, RTS at the back, uh, the young debutantes uh, from the past few weeks in Edward Cossey and Rocco Berry uh, both retain their spot. And I've actually been really impressed by Rocco. I think he's playing pretty well. Obviously, all the talk's been around Reese Walsh and he's playing good football. But uh, I think Rocco Berry is a, a bit of a surprise packet there for him. And uh, it's going to be an interesting game this week for sure. Manly, uh, they were in the game against Penrith and a couple of silly errors um, Cost them in the end, and Penrith just took full advantage. Um, they just... It, it's all the Tommy show, and I know that there's some supporting acts that have played in pretty well. Cherry Evans has been really good since Tommy got back, and Schuster's been electric there. Jake Tarovic has even upped his game, but they just need to be better as a unit. You can't uh, expect Tom Tarovic to do everything out there, and um, they just have to be better. They are improving, and I think my prediction at the start of the year that they are a top-eight team is still warranted. Uh, for the Warriors, they just need to be, again, more consistent. They're a team that you just don't know what you're going to get any week, every week. And they struggled to beat the Cowboys last week after having a good halftime lead. They end up getting the job done. But guys like um, Reese Walsh and RTS and Nicarima need some help. And they need their forwards to be better. I mean, guys like Atanoa Brown, he had a breakout season. Katoa had a breakout season last in 2020. Um but they need to be better. Evans needs to be better. Egan needs to give them better service from dummy half, and then they can be competitive in matches um, a lot more. So I think there's going to be a tight match, both teams up and down season so far, but you can't tip against the magic of Tom Trorovic and how much confidence he brings this manly side. I thought it was a pretty good performance against Penrith last week, and I've got high expectations for the rest of the year of manly, and I think in front of their home crowd for Tom Shorovich's 100th game. If they're not going to live for this, they're not going to live for anything for the rest of the year. So I've got uh, Manly in this game by eight points, but I think the Warriors won't make it easy. They're a team that uh, that likes to stay with you, the Warriors. Um, they like to start early. If they start early in this game, then Manly are going to have to really work for the win, but I've got Manly by eight points in this one. Which leads us to the final game of the round, uh, kicking off Sunday from Nostrata Jubilee Stadium up there in Cogra at 4.05. It's the St. George Oro Dragons hosting the Canterbury Bulldogs. The Bulldogs, similar team to last weekend. They uh, weren't great in that game against Parramatta, and uh, Parramatta just, they, they stayed in the fight for a little bit. Parramatta just had too much spark for them and went away to a comfortable 16-0 lead before really going on with it. Uh, they showed a bit of fight, though, Canterbury, but uh, for Trent Barrett, what a difference a week can make in the world of rugby league, and he's got to be really feeling the pressure at the moment. Um, we know that he doesn't have a world-class roster, but it's important for the Bulldogs to compete every week, and I think that the game really got away from him last week. Um, Flanagan was trying, but 
uh, their forward pack. I've said it about a few teams this week. They need to be better. Um, their outside backs need to help out uh, Flanagan as well because he's really trying to control the team, but he can't do it all by himself. So he needs another creative, uh, dominant playmaker around him to give him a hand. Um, they're versing a Dragons team that were very, very disappointing last weekend at Wollongong. It was their worst performance of the year, in my opinion. Uh, they need to be better than what they showed. The last couple of weeks have been awful for them. They, uh, I said at the start of the show, they might have went, had to go to their outside uh, backs. Uh, they might have to go right down to you know New South Wales Cup or, or below that to find some decent uh, substitutes. They put uh, Tyrell Fuamanu, who was starting the year at the second row in the centre, so they've shifted him out there. Cody Ramsey, amazingly, has been named, and Max Fegai keeps his spot, so it's not all gloom and doom there for the Dragons. They didn't have to go as deep as we fought to find some replacements. Um... But yeah, uh, it's it's really disappointing. I don't know if Josh McGuire's got a curse in this team. They were going great before he got there. The Cowboys hadn't won a game. And now that he's at the Dragons, the Dragons haven't won a game and the Cowboys are, are going all right. So um, I'm not blaming him, but wow, um, what a difference uh, it makes. Can Josh McGuire get a, a win this season? That's the question. And the Dragons, this is a game they should win. Uh, it's a real bogey team for them. They really struggle against the Bulldogs. And if you're going to skip one game this weekend, skip this one because I reckon it could be a snooze fest unless the Dragons really sharp and um, show some dominance. I think it's going to be a scrappy old game and it's very important for the Dragons to win this one, find some confidence. They're four wins, four losses now. They want to be positive after the first nine rounds, especially considering how good their defensive efforts were um, on that four-game winning streak under Anthony Griffin. Um, but they need to get back to that form. They're not playing good enough. Their forwards aren't doing what they did before. Ben Hunt, um, back with Corey Norman. They need to get their combination right. And Matt Dufty uh, needs to rig plays better defensively and not just rely on that cutout pass because it's so old and so repetitive that teams can see it coming a mile away. So um, I've got the Dragons in this game, but I've only got them by six. I think it's going to be very, very tight. Um I don't think it's going to be convincing, and I'm really worried to tip them, but I'm going to tip the Dragons by six uh, this weekend. All right, that was my tips for round nine of the NRL Telstra Premiership. Not at round eight, like I said at the start of the show. Uh, thank you guys for listening once again. Let's recap them now. I've got the Storm beating the Rabbitohs by 12. The Penrith Panthers uh, on Friday Night Football beating the Sharks by 30, a dominant performance there coming up. The Eels outgunning the Roosters by 10. The Raiders bouncing back against the Knights on Super Saturday by 6. The Tigers uh, following that game beating the Titans in a big upset uh, by 4. I've got the Broncos by 14 against the Cowboys. And in the Sunday games, the Manly Seagulls by 8 points and the Dragons by 6. Those are my tips for Round 9 of the Telstra Premiership. If you guys haven't, please like Steve's NRL Free Tips on Facebook. And now let's get to the bets of the week. Um, gamble responsibly, but if you're after a bit of value this week, I'm really liking. Uh, I'm really liking the Broncos head to head at 245. It's it's a good value. We don't want to get specific on it because it is the Broncos we're talking about. But 245 really got good odds. Put me only at a dollar 48 in there. Um, head to head, they're I think they're they're special, especially in Tom's uh, Tom's 100th game. I think Melbourne at a dollar thirty on the Thursday night is really good as well. Um, so I think those three: Melbourne to beat Souths on Thursday night, the Brisbane Broncos to beat the uh, Cowboys on the Saturday at two forty-five, and Manly to beat the Warriors at a dollar forty-eight. Those three. Alone, which we've got two big favourites in there with the upset of Brisbane, that gives you a total of four dollars seventy-one. So even if you put ten or twenty on it, you're making a significant 
profit there, and I think all three teams are a lock for me this week. That's right. I just called the Brisbane Broncos a lock. What am I thinking? I don't know. But thank you guys for listening to the show again. Enjoy your rugby league this weekend, and I'll see you guys next week for Steve's and RL Footy Tips. Take care.